0: Bible says he spake also this parable a certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard and he came and sought fruit thereon and found none then said he unto the dresser of his vineyard behold these three years I come seeking fruit on this fig tree and I keep finding no fruit He says, cut it down. Why cumbereth it the ground? Why are you allowing this fig tree that doesn't use any fruit or produce any fruit to take up space? Cut it down. Why are you fooling with this thing? And he answered and said unto him, Lord, let it alone. Just just leave it alone. Just, Just one more year. Someone say just one more chance. Just just leave it alone. Just, just give it one more chance. I've dug around it. I've, I've, I've dug and I've, and I've done everything. I've fertilized it. And if it bear fruit, then that's well. It's a good thing. And if not, then after you've given me another chance, you can go ahead and cut it down I want to speak today on this subject the promise we must see to believe the promise we must see to believe Lord in the name of Jesus we thank you Lord for this day we thank you Lord for your sweet spirit that is in this house we thank you because you've been better to us than we've been to ourselves now god this is your church these are your people we are your sheep and i am your vessel help me lord to speak every word that is intended i pray that my flesh would not get in the way i pray that when we walk out of here that we will leave here better than what we came in touch your people touch their heart their mind strengthen their spirit right now i thank you lord god because i feel already elevation of faith so god i pray that that faith will be manifested That people walk out of here set free. No longer bound. People delivered from sicknesses and diseases. People set free from sin. That they will have a mind to repent. And be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you Lord. In Jesus name we pray. If you're ready to receive the word. Clap your hands unto the Lord one more time. Thank you Lord. Thank you Lord. Thank you Lord. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. So good to see my good friends, Nolan and Josh. So good to see them. Clap our hands unto the Lord for them. Good to see them. God filled them with the Holy Ghost, with the evidence of speaking in another tongue. And I thank the Lord for them and those that came with them. May God bless you. So good to see you here. And all of you that are here today, so good to have you here in the house of the Lord with us at Star City Church. I spent the first quarter of this year, many of you may remember, but I spent the first quarter, January, February, March, and even into April, I believe a little bit before Easter, dealing with these commitment cookies. Many of you may remember these, many of you may even still have these, but even if you have the cookie or not, uh, I hope you are sticking with your commitment. Uh, This is something that we dealt with uh, for quite some time every Sunday and every Wednesday, getting people to understand uh, to commit something unto the Lord and also uh, to commit themselves to being a tree. Uh, we had a wonderful tree that was out in our lobby that was created by hand, and we would write things down on these commitment cookies and then hang them as a symbol on the tree saying, this is my commitment to the Lord, not just this quarter, but throughout this year and hopefully the rest of your life. It is important that when we make a commitment to the Lord, that even if we slip or slide on that commitment, that we recommit what we first committed unto the Lord. It is important that we dive into the book of Psalms, chapter 1, because the Bible says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law doth he meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither and whatsoever he does it shall prosper. We should be trees, my friend. When people see us, we should be a tree, And we should not be a bare tree, but we should be a tree that bringeth forth fruit. That when people see us, they should know immediately without even spending a lot of time with us that you and I are children of the most high God. There should not be a blurriness. There should not be wavering. There should not be a time that has to be spent extensively with you and I to where people try to wonder, are you in? or are you out but we should have made up minds here today that when we decided to get on this side of glory meaning when I made a decision to live for Jesus Christ I'm in and I'm in all the way and so we should be trees that bear fruit. And what are these fruits that we should bear? Well, Galatians chapter 5 reveals these fruits. The Bible says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love. We should have love one to another. We should have joy. The joy of the Lord is your strength. We should have peace. We shouldn't be causing chaos or be the chaos starters. We should have long suffering. You should be able to help and forgive give somebody because the Lord had long suffering on us we should have gentleness we shouldn't be going around causing all kind of chaos and disruption but we should be gentle with people we should have goodness and we should have faith now faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen and without faith it is impossible to please God we should have meekness you shouldn't be walking around here with your head and your nose stuck up all in the air acting like you somebody when really you're nobody without the Lord because if it wasn't for the Lord who was on your side you wouldn't be where you are oh y'all better help me right now You wouldn't be where you are right now. So we should have meekness and we should have temperance. Why? Because against such, there is no law. And I made statements earlier throughout the year that for every foot that a tree grows above ground, it can grow up to three feet below ground in other words I was trying to emphasize to everyone that when I begin to see fruit that is bearing above ground that only tells me that you are doing a lot of work below the ground and we must understand this that the very things that you put into action below the ground God will reward you above the ground now it is important to understand this with that that don't worry about and look for people to compliment you or uh, magnify you above the ground you just worry about what you got working below that ground Mm -hmm. because what you do in secret God will reward you openly Uh, I'm not trying to get recognition from you all to say Oh, you a great preacher what a man of God you are no but I need to find somewhere where I can go on my feet and my knees and in my face and say Lord I know I need you in my life more than ever before I need the glory of the Lord upon my life and I need you to smile down upon me because I know man will pick me up and man will drag me down but I know when I'm in the arms of the Lord there is safety in in his arms. That's why the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and are safe. And so it's important for you and I to understand that we must continue to do work under the ground. But as you're doing work under the ground, there should be something that brings forth fruit. So, therefore, when we do not see the fruit above the ground, that means there's something going wrong with your one on one relationship below the ground. That That's why our prayer room should be more packed now than ever before. We should have more youth and young people in the prayer room than ever before. You mean to tell me you can walk into your schools and people can choose what bathroom they want to go through. They're changing up the curriculum just to match the culture of the world and you don't find yourself praying somewhere saying, Lord, keep my heart. Lord, keep my mind. Lord, I don't want to be confused, but I know that you are the author and the finisher of my." Our faith we should have more parents crying out to the Lord saying God bring my kid back in Lord bring my kid out of darkness into this marvelous light I'm telling you there should be a time this is is the time let me let me change up my words here this is the time where we should see more people bearing more fruit above ground than ever before why because you're putting in the work below the ground there should be things that we see above ground because of the hard work and effort you're putting in below the ground but i'm telling you as i look around i would have thought by now i would see more people elevating in your faith and i'm thankful for all of you i see people that are just now coming to christ and i see you praying i see you worshiping i see you crying unto the lord i see those things now get me you don't do those things for me if you're doing for me you're doing it for the wrong person but you do them unto the lord but as the pastor as the shepherd as the overseer of this church it is my job to watch and pray so uh, I'm praying I'm watching and I'm checking out things that's going on in the church uh, making sure that fruit is being bare in this church uh, because if there's no fruit being bare in this church uh, then why would God send more people in to this church uh, he can't send people into a bare church uh, but he wants to send people into a fruitful church uh, somewhere where there's love uh, somewhere there's joy uh, somewhere there's peace uh, somewhere there's long suffering uh, somewhere there's faith uh, I wish I had a About 10 people uh, to rise to your feet uh, and say, I've got faith, Pastor. I've got faith, Pastor. And I believe uh, that God is able to do anything. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I'm expecting to see people's demeanor change. Mm -hmm. I'm expecting to see people's actions change. That's fruit. Mm -hmm. I'm expecting to see people's praise change. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, The Lord just told me to stay here just for a moment, so we will. I'm expecting to see people's praise change. See many of us have been disappointed with actions of family members Disappointed of actions of friends and even co-workers And this disappointment leads to the lack of trust And we then hear the words The words of the promise that we must see to believe How many of you have heard these words here? It's going to be different this time I promise Boy if I had a dollar for every time someone told me that whew. I'll be more than rich. I'll be wealthy for generations to come. It's going to be different this time. I promise it is those words. When we hear those words, I've got to see it to believe it. Because obviously there's something that is taking place in your life that you are not changing, but yet you want the Lord to give you one more chance or you're wanting a parent or a friend or co-worker to give you one more chance you're wanting a boss to give you one more chance and so we find here in our text in Luke chapter number 13 where the Lord says hey this fig tree is not producing any fruit it's time to get rid of it not only have I come by here once not only twice but it's been three years and over the last three years I've seen no fruit get rid of it but the man said unto the Lord no just give me one more chance if you just give it one more chance just one more year I promise you I'll take care of it I'll fertilize it I'll do everything that we can to make sure and if there's no fruit the next time then we can get rid of it I wonder how many of us have been enjoying the pleasures of God have been enjoying the things of God have been enjoying the blessings and the mercies and the grace of God how many of us what i call have been enjoying god's special treatment without giving him anything in return this morning i seen something i was so excited about i said lord let that catch hold to our entire church but as i was preaching the word of god i seen an 80 year old man begin to leap up out of his seat i said he's 80 years old and he got up out of his seat and he began to dance all over this platform he said god's been too good to me for me to sit still and not give god glory and you mean to tell me he's 80 years old what's wrong with your body what's wrong with your limbs you mean to tell me that you're too cute to give god some glory i wonder if somebody right now will take the next 10 seconds and begin to magnify the name of jesus I want to tell you something right now because I'm going somewhere today just stay with me I'm going to tell you something see we're very good at this very good at it you can clap and clap until you go home until your hands turn red you're good at clapping but I want you to know the Bible talks about dancing and shouting more than it does clapping you better look it up in your Bible. It talks about dancing before the Lord way more than it talks about clapping. I'm telling you, we need to be a church that's not a shame to dance. That's not a shame to give God glory. That's not a shame to lift our voice. If an 80-year-old man can dance before the Lord, then somebody in this place who's been enjoying the goodness of the Lord, if you ain't been enjoying none, you can sit down. But if you know God's been good to you, I promise you and I challenge you to be in a leap and dance before the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> the Bible says, oh yes, I'll take that high five. The Bible says that David before the lord the bible says that israel shouted and the walls came down they didn't stand and clap they didn't stand and be cute they didn't (laughs) they didn't stand and worry about what nobody else was looking but they danced they danced they danced and they sat and god performed (laughs) in the name of Jesus I'm trying to challenge you sometimes young girls you're going to have to slip off those high heels Uh you got to take them things off because sometimes you can just be too cute in them high heels we come to Sunday night church to have church I come to lift up the name of Jesus I come to magnify the Lord he's been too good I said he's been too good somebody clap your hands and lift your voice hallelujah let me let me tell it to you another way see see y'all got the wrong pastor you got to remember i was an athlete was an athlete Uh, uh i was an athlete and so you need to understand when i used to come out of the tunnel before I even came out the tunnel, I used to hear the band playing. I used to hear the crowd roaring. And I said, I'm getting ready. I'm getting ready to perform in front of thousands of people. And I would get so excited my adrenaline would just begin to pump and pump because when I came out that tunnel and when we bust through that little piece of paper, I don't know why they made that thing, it was so silly. We bust through that paper and I used to see people going crazy. They would go nuts. Their faces would be painted, shirts would be off. They'd have my name spelled across their belly. They would do everything, why? Because they were a fan. They were a fan. They said, you better go, Eddie. You better go, Eddie. You better go, Eddie. Shoot that ball, Eddie. Do that thing, Eddie. And it would get me so excited. I wonder in here, I'm talking about Eddie Robinson, but I'm preaching about Jesus Christ. I wonder if we would begin to lift up Jesus the way the sports world lifts up their football team, lift up their basketball team, lift up their baseball team. We're talking about the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, the one that gives you strength, the one that gives you peace of mind. Somebody ought to stop being cute. Somebody to move from your role and give God a crazy why? Because he's worthy of the praise. <laughs> listen, listen, listen to me. I'm going to give you one more chance and I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> Why? Why should you not be ashamed? Why should you not be ashamed? Because I don't want him to be ashamed of me. Uh, See, we need to get this in our spirit that our breakthrough oftentimes is in your praise. And I want to tell SCC, you don't find anywhere in the Bible where this brought down any walls. Anybody want to challenge me on that? I don't see that in the Bible. I don't see anywhere in the Bible where this defeated any devils, defeated no enemy, but I do see where dancing defeated. I do see where shouting defeated so why are you coming to the house of an almighty god to sit here fold your arms and fold your legs and say come on preacher you better give me something i never heard come on preacher you better give me greater revelation come on preacher let's see what you can do for me today let's see what you can do for god let's see if you I feel like shouting. Let's see what you can do for the Lord. Somebody, right now. I wonder if you would just begin to magnify the Lord. I don't need music. I don't need a beat. I don't need a drama. I just need my relationship. I just need my relationship. He's been too good. He's been too good. He's been too good. <laughs> <laughs> In jesus name in jesus name well if you can't move then clap your hands unto the lord and magnify the name of jesus teach this principle because if you don't learn to worship what you do is you sit and analyze yeah write that down if you don't learn to worship you sit and analyze oh look at them mm-hmm. what they think they're doing oh boy, here, here, here's sister so-and-so go again see that's, that's a non-worshipper because you're worried about what other people are doing instead of your relationship with him okay alright, I can prove that in the Bible in Luke chapter number 13 that we was just reading we stopped I think at verse 9 if, if I'm correct If you continue to read, starting at verse number 10, the Bible says that Jesus was in the synagogue. He was preaching in the synagogue and there was a woman that was bowed over. She could not stand up straight. She was bowed over. The Bible says that Jesus seen her and called her. Hallelujah. The Bible says he called her. But then the scripture says that Jesus laid hands upon her said you're loose of your infirmity and the bible says that when he laid hands upon her that's when she was immediately made straight now now listen to me now this is why we believe in laying on of hands okay let me rehearse the story jesus said woman come here you are loosed of your infirmity so he spoke the word but she was still bowed over but the bible says that when Jesus did this immediately she was made straight and so but here's the problem she was made straight but all of the religious people start complaining well I sure hope we're not a religious church I'm going to say that again. I hope we're not a religious church. I hope we are a relationship church. Uh Yeah. All the religious people started complaining. What you doing, Jesus? We don't heal people on the Sabbath day. They got six days to be healed. They can't be coming to church to be healed. Don't you just want to slap some people sometimes? Right. I can't say that? Okay, I won't say that again. My wife told me don't say that. You just want to mmm sometimes. What you doing healing these folks? You can't do they got six days to be healed. They can't be healed here. He says, You hypocrite. You hypocrite, you hypocrite. Don't you loose your cows and your cattle and don't you take them down to get water? You mean to tell me this woman who's been suffering with this infirmity for 18 years, she can't be loose from the hands of the devil? So I come to ask somebody, are you an adversary? Are you a celebrator? Are you a hypocrite? Are you a celebrator? Are you one that looks at the other people and say, why is this happening? Or are you somebody that's gonna magnify the Lord? I'm telling somebody, we need to be a church that celebrates. We need to be a church that celebrates in Jesus' name.